0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Dr. Amin and I am here to talk about how do we detox a toxic relationship after a toxic relationship. If you are looking for healing, please do get in touch. I have a Heal to Thrive program specifically for women like yourself that might have been in a toxic relationship and that want to thrive in life. They want to get away from be feeling helpless or like a victim, moving through the phases of actually learning how to lead a day, on a day-to-day level and survive, and then move from there to actually thrive once more and really find yourself again. So today, we're going to look at something really vital to actually heal. One of the key things that so many women really struggle with, is when they've been in, or men as well, when they've been in relationships with a narcissist, they actually find it so painful dealing with the enablers. The first phase is when you actually realize, oh my gosh, I get it now. You know, you come out of the fog, you actually realize, oh my gosh, tick, 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 tick. This person is has these traits and that means that they're a high level of narcissism. And it's such a relief because you can actually put a name to what's actually happened in your life. You don't actually feel like you're going crazy. I'm not crazy anymore. You know, I get it. It's such a relief when that happens. And then you might find yourself actually going and telling somebody, or you might want to talk to somebody and say, Oh my gosh, I get it. I found this. I understand it now. I see. I always had a feeling there was a personality disorder and I just didn't know what it was. And you actually might have even put all the symptoms in of the what you're seeing, maybe aggression, maybe difficult person, you might have put all these different words in and did a Google search and found narcissism, and actually looked at the different areas of narcissism and studied it a little bit and thought, Oh, my gosh, this is it, I get it. This is exactly it. And you realise, wow, this is a personality disorder. So, and you get it, it's real, you know, and then you go and talk to somebody and they kind of look at you confused as if, or they know that person and they don't validate or don't acknowledge the truth about what's gone on in the relationship. This is where enablers really, really create so much pain for the 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 person that's been abused because you've got to remember they've already suffered so much so many years of abuse and they've taken so long to actually even understand and uncover that they've been in such an abusive relationship so it's really painful for them so look how what is a key issue with enablers like how does this even happen because if we look at narcissism and the aggression that they actually portray, you know, the you can't deny that this person is aggressive at times. And we can see this clearly, absolutely crystal clear. And even though, you know, you can see the aggression and it's really important from even a safety level, yet we don't, there's so many people that actually are unwilling to look behind the impression that the narcissist gives. And all the excuses they make because even though they can see the aggression really clearly they still these enablers actually still give them chances after chances after chances but let's look at that you know the normal person actually if if you were to make a mistake you would make a mistake once or twice but each time you would learn from it this is key this is oh so key If you see a narcissist, they will make the same mistake over and over again. It'll be 20 times, 100 times, you know. It could be, you know, but they'll still get you to give them chances. They might even say, oh, you know, an enabler might say to you something like, oh, they're really sorry or... I think it's, you know, their their health or their, you know, I think it's their work or I think it's their, um, they're just not in the right space or I think it's whatever it is, they'll make excuses for them. But they won't actually acknowledge the abusive behavior. And often the toxic person, the narcissist behavior isn't called out and it's so confusing when you've been in an abusive relationship like why why are none of these people actually you know calling this out or acknowledging what's happening why why is really crazy because everyone everyone around them just keeps letting it go and it continues to happen it's it's not going to stop you know and they don't actually even give the person, the narcissist, any consequences for their behavior. And what the narcissist needs is real consequences, otherwise they will never change. You see, that's why if you keep giving, you know, a normal person would be, if you called them up and you said, look, this really hurt me, etc. Could you stop doing that? Or this isn't a good idea. And they see that they've made a mistake, they wouldn't do the same thing again. Whereas a narcissist, won't change until they have a consequence, because they don't think there's anything wrong with them. That's really key, because they can't actually do any self-reflection on themselves and think about the impact on other people, because they have no empathy. So they are not going to change on their own. This is really key. They are not going to change And this quote really sums it up for me because I think we've known narcissism and psychopaths for a very, very long time. You can see with Hitler, you know, it's been in our history. Um, A quote by Edmund Burke, which I really love, and this sums up enablers for me. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing just want you to sit with that for a second the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing and when you see all these people that seem to be sane around you who are enabling the narcissist to continue their terrible behavior and they're doing nothing to actually give them any consequence the narcissist just sees it as like yeah I've got permission to carry on You know, I can still make this mistake over and over again because no one's actually doing anything. No, it's never going to impact me. So why should I care? So you've got to remember that good people will still, you know, keep giving them chances over and over again. But that's just enabling more evil to actually um, continue. Let's look at where the term enabling comes from and its roots are in the addiction space. So if we really understand this, we'll really get to cr- the crux of why when we come out of a narcissistic relationship and we're looking at all these enablers that continue to enable the narcissist, how difficult that is for the victim. Let's look at it for a second. Enabling means it is giving the per- the person permission, the narcissist or, or the or the addict permission to keep using. That's the the function of an enabler. They're actually giving them permission to keep using and they're making it easier. They're making it easier for the addict to continue using. They make it easier. So that's why when we look at narcissistic abuse and the enablers, what they're actually doing is actually helping them abuse someone. They're actually empowering them to abuse in the future. So when we enable someone, we're actually allowing them to continue. And, you know, how can we stop this? Well, we could give them consequences. And how do we keep it going? Well, by not giving consequences or standing by silently and seeing that they're harming others and doing nothing, just keeping quiet, just letting it ride out or doubting what the victim is saying to us who've been hurt by them or gaslighting them or saying, oh, they're sorry or... You know, give give them more chances, or making excuses for the behavior. Any excuse is enabling. Another I- dynamic, which oh, is my pet peeve now, absolute pet peeve, is appeasing. It's so frustrating now, the appeasing part because, you know, some people teach the enables teach, purposely teach the victim to appease, saying that that is the route to actually solving the problem. But what they don't realise is that actually the abuse will get worse and worse and worse. And what you're doing is enabling that person to be abused more and more and more. So it's quite sadistic, really. We might give we might even give a narcissist a lot more time. So say if, um, you know, look, if, you, if you've been in a narcissistic, narcissistic relationship, you will know that if you actually stand up to a narcissist, you know that they're just going to go on and, on and on and on and on and on and on. And they'll just go on and on and on. So appeasing sometimes seems like a better way out. because it's just easier but actually it's not because all you're doing is making it worse that the abuse worse the narcissistic traits worse so hence why if you look at a narcissist when they were younger to as they get older their um, traits usually get worse and worse and worse as in they increase they're more narcissistic as time goes on because they've had enablers around them that appease them that enable them to continue and to get more empowered in their behavior so enabling can happen you know within the relationship but also outside of the relationship so we're going to look at both so if we start to let things go, or we can't be bothered to deal with their rage, or make excuses for their behavior, be it we say, oh, it's because of their health, it's because of their you know, their wealth, or it's because of, you know, something else that's happened in their life. We are actually saying, yes, it's okay to ignore that behavior, because there's an excuse, there's a reason for it. There is no excuse for abuse. Absolutely none. It should never, there should be never any excuse for abuse. Absolutely none. There isn't. So, but let's look at outside of the narcissistic uh, relationship. If you see toxic patterns and you, if they, other people are ignoring them and they're not calling them out and they're quietly going along with their behavior Basically, what they're doing is enabling that narcissist to stay in place to abuse because they've been enabled. And you can see this in in documentaries where there's been abuse and where there's been abuse, high level abuse. um, There's always been a a huge number of enablers to actually help it happen. So enabling is, is you know, is equally as toxic when we really look at it. Um, in a workplace as well. If we look at leaders, especially in our day and age, that we'll see that a lot of toxic leaders, you know, go up the ladder. It's very rare to find leaders that are really high in empathy. But when they are, they're, they're really effective in actually keeping their people happy. But if we look at the current workplace, we'll see that, you know, in a lot of Western countries that there's a lot of um, high turnover, there's a lot of people that are demotivated. And that's because there's a lot of toxic leaders that are more interested in themselves and have a lack of empathy. And, you know, companies mistake confidence or being a go getter to actually having a toxic personality they make mistakes they can't actually identify the difference between a toxic person and a narcissist sometimes you can actually see in companies like a whole department there's a number of toxic people where there might be you know psychopaths and narcissists working quite well together and they've all kind of got they cover each other up as well And they don't have the ethos of really thinking about the customer or what it is that the customer needs, and actually thinking about the end product and making sure that the service is there, and actually caring about the company and the people that are interacting with it and also within it. So, but we can also see this in families, you know, narcissists and how they impact family dynamics. And families know best when it comes to enabling. It's amazing. And this is where we really see the culture of a family that can go generational, generation to generation, where the patterns clearly just repeat and repeat and repeat. And you might see this, you might have um, a narcissistic grandparent, parents, uncles, aunts, brothers, and then you'll see that some of the the people then start getting um, that get into codependent relationships. If they're not a narcissist, they'll get into a relationship with a narcissist. And that pattern, that generational pattern, continues over and over again. So if we don't stand up to narcissistic abuse, it will just carry on. And it will carry on in the family dynamics as well. And if you then, if you're in a family where you can see... The abuse and you can see the narcissistic t- traits and then you start distancing yourself or you start standing up to that person you could find yourself in a position where you feel like you're being ousted you're being pushed out where um you know you might even be accused of being the same as the narcissist or being disloyal cold petty or, you know, um oh, oh, there's loads of different things by the narcissist. Basically, you will be targeted and gaslitted. And the other thing is they they will also try and make you look like you're the bad one. Yeah. So narcissistic family systems stay in place for generations because They have been enabled, you know, by other family members. And this is the same with addiction as well. You know, sometimes these are repeating patterns because it's been enabled in family dynamics. So dynamics becomes something that's really important for, you know, helping, you know, solve this generational narcissistic, you know, repeating patterns So if you want to make sure that your children actually are able to say something so that they don't start to fear speaking up against the narcissist, because it's quite common for children to become afraid of being isolated. There's a fear of exclusion. And that's what really controls people who have grown up in narcissistic families. They have a real deep fear of being alone, being um, isolated, feeling really deeply lonely. And they will just put up with anything so that they don't have to deal with that. Even if they've distanced themselves, they still have that repeating pattern sometimes. So people don't want to change. (laughs) You know, typically in family dynamics, they just don't want to change because they're too scared of what that the consequences of that would be to stand up to that narcissist. So we just keep enabling the narcissistic system. Hence why if you can see a narcissist, um, you know, or the narcissistic behavior, it's really important that we don't just keep continuing it on from generation to generation, but we actually empower people to actually stand up and acknowledge what's actually really going on so that we can then stop that generational pattern continuing. Because the truth is, narcissists are empowered because there is a lack of insight. There's a lack of uh, acknowledgement. There's a lot more appeasing. And when we do nothing, they think, they genuinely think they have done nothing wrong. You've got to understand that. They go around abusing people. They think, well, I'm entitled to, you know, because I'm entitled to say that and just be able to get away with it. They genuinely think it's okay because they have a lack of empathy as well. So when someone actually calls them out, they are actually really shocked that someone is saying something to them. Like, really? You know, and they will get really defensive and they will gaslight them and they will say things like, you're too sensitive. You're overly critical. Nothing is good enough for you. You didn't. You could. Instead of saying thank you, look at you. They'll abuse you for actually calling them out, even on the littlest things, because they are so sensitive. Because they've been enabled so much, and this include this creates real problems. And look, if we look at society um, as a whole. There is an issue that we're currently facing where we can see that, you know, we've, we've enabled, you know, um, even leaders that are, you know, going around creating a lot of havoc and they're bullying, you know, there's bullying going on clearly. And we've also got like, even if in the workplace, you know, we've got, you know, abusive CEOs or or high, you know, MDs that are actually able to get away with it, you know, where well, there's prejudices that can happen and they're able to get away with it just because they like someone or they might be of a different colour or they just seem to be able to get away with it. So look, we need to get into a place where we can cut the supply and any supply That we give a narcissist is actually empowering them. So, the more we can look at how can I cut my supply to the narcissist, even if we take baby steps, like, you know, if they're saying something, just walk away, don't listen, you know, create boundaries, you know, tell them and then just don't listen to and don't respond to them, don't give them airtime. And that is each step is actually enabling, stopping the enabling. Because the enabling is how they get power. This is really key. And if they've got a group of people around them that are enabling them all the time, they will never change. And it's about us making sure that even if there's a few of us that stop listening to them, go on and on and on, and we just walk away, you know, be it even if you're at work and you can hear someone, you know, that's talking and talking and talking, and you just think, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to give them airtime because I know they're not saying anything of substance. You know, you know when a narcissist is going on and on and on because you can switch off. Until that happens, unfortunately, if you know, we the more we give them supply, the more they are actually going to keep abusing. So any step that you take is incredible. It's something you should be really proud of. Any little step, even if it is, normally you react and you, you know, if they if they send you an abusive message, for instance, and you normally react and send them something back really quickly because you're afraid and you're fearful and you've been triggered, even if you decide, you know what, I'm not going to give them the airspace, I'm not going to give the time by giving them the attention that they want, I'm not going to react, I'm not going to send them that message that is actually cutting off the supply. That is stopping the enabling. That is stopping giving them the focus, if you like. And and the more you can focus on yourself rather than the narcissist, the more you are actually stopping them being enabled to continue the abuse. And this is part of your journey, really. If you've understood that you've been with a narcissist or maybe a psychopath the most important thing that you can do is start focusing on your own healing and actually start looking at it is what is it that you need because the truth is you can't change a narcissist but you can change yourself and what you can do today is start changing yourself so you can move from being a victim to a survivor to being a friverer. And every single thing that you do by taking away the power, the attention, the focus away from the narcissist and start focusing on yourself and the future, not only for yourself but maybe for your family, for your friends that you love and who love you dearly, then you're starting to move forward and starting to thrive and you're taking your supply and actually putting it into something much more worthwhile. Sending you so much love. I really hope this was useful and I'll speak to you soon.